Nation. Providing you with the practical tools and expert knowledge to optimize your strength, health and mindset, inside and out. With your host, Steve Katarzy. When's the last time you've asked for really honest and raw feedback from someone who knows you well? Not lip service feedback or something from someone who just wants to be polite and kind, but really asking for cutting feedback that will expose your strengths, the things that perhaps you're a little weak at, as well as perhaps character traits or types of actions that piss people off or unsettle others. When's the last time you really reflected on how you're showing up and are you satisfied with who you are today? It's these tough questions that I wanted to pose at Bryn Jenkins. So he welcomed the opportunity <laughs> to really have somewhat of an expose today, to be willing to be vulnerable, to reflect on his personality, to really dissect 2018 and see all the things that have worked well uh, the vulnerabilities that he's overcome, and the demons he's battling with, as well as an acknowledgement of some of the weaknesses in his character that he's dissatisfied with and would like to improve for him to be more masculine, to be more in control, to have more authority and garner more respect from the people around him. This was a great discussion because it was raw, it was honest, it was vulnerable, and I believe it was therapeutic and liberating for Bryn to reflect and think about how he is going to go forward in 2018 and 2019 with a vigor to become the man he knows he should be. But before that, we've got to share some fantastic news by Bryn. He literally just picked up the keys to his brand new gym that he's opening up in the next month or so. So we will talk about that and understand what this gym's about, the new wave that he's trying to create within the UK fitness industry. And this will naturally flow into these discussions of his personality, character and performance of 2018. Guys, I hope you enjoy this episode. Adaptation. Tell me about this big news, man. I think everyone wants to hear it. What's going on? Well, um, so this morning we got the keys to me and uh, my business partner. I mean, he's he's actually running the show, um, but we're setting up a new gym um, and we got the keys for the premise today. Wow. This morning, um, we've kind of signed off on everything and um, everything's kind of, you know, cogs are turning now and we've just got to get the equipment's coming in. That's going to be fitted that um, is next fantastic. couple of weeks. And, yeah. So it's quite exciting time. So um, look, t- talk to me a little bit well, with what you're comfortable to share. Yeah. Right. Obviously right now you don't have your own gym. Yeah. You are, you are a PT. You used to be in a commercial gym or commercial gyms. Yeah. You then got a room within a chiropractic clinic. Uh, yeah. clinic and delivered service there, both mm-hmm. rehab as well as your general kind of PT work. It's been doing yeah. really well. And now you've decided to go to the next level. So yeah. talk about what, what that is and why you've decided. Well, so the the, the agreement is that I, I'm, I'm moving into a gym um, 
with uh, someone else and he's kind of running the gym he owns it um i'm just investing in the business and then i'm also becoming the head coach and this gives me my opportunity to help change the industry because i will be influencing training um all the other coaches giving them um support as as and where they need it um running things like workshops and weekly meetings and things like that to 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 bring the standards up and get the trainers to develop this this standard within the industry that we sh- you know that is expected and it's given me that opportunity i'm also going to be training members as well and it's a semi private facility so it will be training small groups of personal training and all right let's let's, let's double click into that so yeah. this isn't going to be um a crossfit box Nope. And it's not going to be An a big, fat gym. commercial gym with millions of pounds of equipment. No. What is it? So it's actually an old car sales room in the middle of a high street that's now going to be converted. In what, what area? In Buckingham. Right, okay. Um, and it's going to be converted into this gym, which is, yes, it's not CrossFit. It's not an open gym where you just have open access to it. It's semi-private and you're going to go in. What does semi-private mean? Uh, it's a semi-private personal training. So it's the models mostly focused on semi-private training. So you'll be, it'll be small groups of one to four members at a time per personal trainer. Okay. Um, there will be one-on-one training. There will also be later on down the line, larger group training. So that might be 10, 12, 15 people. You're more kind of WOD-based stuff. But yeah, that's going to be, yeah. And that's going to be later down the line. Okay. Um, but mostly the, the gym is going to be designed to train semi-private. So in the gym, we've got um, pods. And at each pod, a pod is where you have a squat rack. Actually, two people can squat at the same time in one pod. Okay, yeah. You've got pull-up bar. You've got kettlebells, um, slam balls. You've got all the equipment at each pod that can take four people, four members at one time. Have you got dumbbells and bench and stuff like that Yeah, dumbbell bench so we've got it designed in a way that you can have a whole session at each pod and we're gonna have your station you've you can do all your free weight stuff and your explosive stuff and your body weight stuff all in one little exactly kind of petition part of the gym where you've got your own rank your own barbell your own weights yeah exactly all right um and we're also running it off of what's called my zone so my zone is um is a like a belt that members wear and when they walk in the gym it will automatically connect to the tv and on the tv the it will come up with a tile with their name on it with their with their heart rate and it will depending on where their heart rate's sitting it will have um a color so if you come in let's say it's gray that means you obviously you're probably at rest kind of resting heart rate of 60 and as you start to warm up it might go into the green zone and then as you start to push harder, you might go into the moderate sort of orange zone. If you're pushing really hard, it will go red. I don't actually know what the colors are yet. I assume it's those is, colors. Yeah, yeah, I'd assume so. Um, and what's the, is that? Is this about gamifying the, the experience or is uh, it about partly feedback because you're going to do heart rate based yeah. training? Or? Yeah, I think, what, well, it's going to be a good tool to educate members because a lot of people just want to go boastable all the time they just want to go as hard as they can but as we take them through the session we can then kind of monitor how much effort they're putting in so when they're warming up we can say look stay within this zone um 
and this is kind of where we want you to be when you're oh, warming that's up. That's kind of cool. Yeah, when you're doing strength training, we want to make you sure you can be you're... explicit in your kind of like perceived exertion. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So we this means that when they're like doing strength training, for instance, we can keep them keep their heart rate down, so we can look at the rest periods. So we can say, look, your heart rate's still too high. Let's rest a little longer. Okay. Um, but then at the end of the session, if they're feeling good, we can push them. We can Give do a bit a of a finisher. finisher. Yeah. yeah, and we can. And some people might, you know not push themselves to the point where we could push them and we'll know by getting that feedback from the tv and oh, that's cool so man. we can kind of get that live other, feedback. other gyms do have something like yeah, this there's... right so this isn't brand new but no, it's no. not off, it's not often used no it's right. it's used in other gyms um that i've seen in and around i haven't seen there's a few in the uk but i know they do over in america it's a lot bigger in america at the moment okay um what brands they use i don't know but they have this similar kind of model cool um so yeah it will but the key concept is that um, it's not open for Joe Public. You can't just waltz in and go have a session, use the machines and stuff. No. You need to pre-book, just like you would do CrossFit, but instead of it being WOD-based training, yeah. it is effectively PT training, yeah. where you're doing strength-based work, power work, body weight work. Yeah. But instead of it being one-to-one, -one, which is expensive, it's yeah. slightly less expensive by being in a group. Yeah, it just works out better being in a group because it's yeah, slightly more yeah. slightly more affordable okay. um and also it just builds a community builds support it uh builds an environment that people feed off of when accountability it's one -on -one, a lot of people accountability, need accountability yeah. and oh. you, you'll create that structure by saying you're working with three others yeah they're going to be pushing hard let's make sure that you exactly appropriate effort into yes and is this a is this a tried and true tried and proven kind of format is it is it starting to explode or or start a trend across the uk maybe the us I, I don't know too much about it i know pt work yeah. i know boot camp work and just you know like just going in the gym and doing your own thing as well yeah. as crossfit but this seems relatively new yeah i think in america america's always ahead of the game and they're usually in this this fitness industry they're usually about five years ahead of us um so in america this is much more um established established in the uk there are gyms doing it and their gyms doing it very well so you will see in the next sort of few years the rise in these semi-private facilities um because it just it we can now see by the other successful gyms that it just works it works for the business it works for the members um so it just makes it's sense a better to business that model way. do you think than than yeah. alternatives or yeah, is it just what it's a business model yeah because i think with one-on-one -on -one, you're kind of you're kind of capped at capacity of what you can do because it's one trainer yeah one member whereas here you've got one trainer four members and and really unless unless someone's really hooked on you know pt accountability are people going to continue to spend that kind of premium, especially mm. if you want them to train two, three times a week? Are they going to spend a hundred plus pound a week mm. to train, which is like four hundred quid a month just on training mm. um, for the long term? They might, you might blitz it. They might get like a, a surge of support just yeah. to get you know aware and enabled. Mm. But I suspect you know expecting long term premium paying. Uh, either subscriptions or one-to-one -one yeah. PT fees from that individual is quite difficult, right? You expect yeah. them to tail off as you enable them. Whereas if you're creating this accountable kind of like almost like small wad, yeah, you know, little team unit thing. Let's get let's get sweat on. Let's improve your strength. Yeah, 
perhaps that that's more viable to last longer. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I you, mean, as, is that the, if you is think that the expectation? About, well, yeah. I mean, if you think about your training, you you're always always evolving, improving. There's always something to tweak. There's always something. Yeah. There's always something to do, right? So if you think of the the typical um, sort of Joe public that are, are going to be doing this, they might be uh, you know a step further behind in terms of technique and you know they may not not have ever used a barbell before. Yeah. So we we have this long journey ahead of us to even get them before they're touching a barbell. That's, you know, six twelve months before you're probably yeah. You know, I mean, you know, beyond beginner. Yeah, I mean, it yeah. depends where they're at. I mean, some people may have touched a barbell and we just need to like work on their technique but like, even that like you can just there's always something to work on always new pbs you can hit um so the journey for the member can just be ongoing um that within a community just it just works really well and that's actually part of why i'm excited about doing this is being able to number one have the environment and the space with the facility and the equipment in order to train people the way that your way, yeah, the way you think is best exactly versus because, having to kind of follow the commercial gym format of you can only speak to people like this and this is how you sell yeah. them and you have to use our equipment and you know, you only got this space available at this time and you have yeah. to share it with everyone else. Now this is, this is your place, right? Exactly. Just decide to use it as you wish, which is kind of cool, man. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. I think it's, it will be really exciting. I think, um, if you look at the industry, you've got low standards everywhere. I mean, you've, I mean, you've got good standard, you've got amazing gyms, you've got really good trainers, good, good but, equipment generally. Yeah. And yeah. good equipment, but then there's a lot of places and it's a low barrier to entry to become a personal trainer. And you get a lot of trainers that, kind of let the industry down a little bit with professionalism um you know and having just care like care. Are, are they building their knowledge up are yeah. they becoming an expert are they just rep counters are they informing and educating yeah. that individual to be enabled i don't think i think that standard generally is quite low yeah there's lots of people that are good but there's a hell of a lot of people that are average yeah exactly and i mean you know everyone you know and i think just by you know raising the tide or all boats will, will rise with yeah. it because I mean I I was I was guilty of it when I was first at, um when I first came into the industry as a personal trainer uh, I mean my standards were low I mean mm. I, I was always pretty good with professionalism like being on time and the way I spoke and sort of just didn't know as much treated but I just didn't know as much yeah. and I would train people in a way that may have been maybe dangerous maybe just just not right, giving them the wrong information, not looking at the science behind things. Um, there was, I, there's just a lot of things that I would do differently if, if I if you started would be starting now. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's just that being comes able with experience, to, doesn't it? That comes with experience. Yeah. But the problem is, is because the barrier to entry is so low that you can start with next to no experience at all. Um, and that's when your first 50 clients are going to pay the price of your uh, naivety. Yeah. Right. And that's, it is what it is, right? That's, everyone's yeah. got to start somewhere, right? In any job, you get given the yeah. keys, right? Yeah. <laughs> You've got to operate uh, within your You've limited skill and knowledge. Yeah. So everyone's got to learn, right? As long as yeah. you don't hurt anyone along the way and you don't exactly. do anything really bad, which yeah. I, don't, I don't think you're saying you have, but no, you've just but finessed yeah. your knowledge your approach you're more flexible probably with your clients yeah. you know to get more out of them yeah and you know the world is changing right this you just talking about semi-private is is a completely novel concept to me mm -hmm. one of michelle's mates is has by mis mistake 
found something very similar recently mm -hmm. in a gym close by. Um, and it's kind of cool because, you know, this individual has no experience with a barbell. Yeah. You know, she's gone from, you know, kind of class-based aerobic training, mm -hmm. got bored of that, then found kind of body pump and started to go, not sure this is continuing to offer technical value, body value, that yeah. kind of thing. And then by mistake has found this kind of semi-private, nice. use a barbell, yeah. work in a small team. And uh, she's now feeling like she can own the barbell and getting excited about strength training. Yeah. Whereas, you know, we've been telling that hear, individual, yeah. you know, a year ago, year and a half ago, come, yeah. come along. This strength yeah, yeah. training stuff is good fun. And she's like, nah can't do it, won't be able to do it, I won't be good enough, I'm too vulnerable, I'm, I'm scared I'm going to look like a twat in, in, in front of everyone in the gym. And yeah, they've got this kind of little warehousey thing where, you know, these four or five people can work together and Fantastic. she's enjoying it. And I think that's basically what you were yeah. going to be offering, right? Uh, uh, pretty much. And I mean, you're more people are going to be doing it because you're now going to see, you will start seeing more and more in the mainstream media um, that strength training is good for you. Yeah. Um, and you, you'll, you'll see it explode like, you know, like aerobic capacity, uh, sorry, aerobic classes have in the past and high intensity interval training has in the past. And you'll see it now with strength training, but strength training actually has some merit and science behind it. And we, and that's why it's starting to come into the, the mainstream um, media is because of, the research backing it yeah. and because of people like me and you pushing it um, and saying, you know what, if you are 60, 70 years old, it's still, it's still for you because we've got Michelle's mum and dad training and exactly. they're loving it and yeah. they're doing prop, got them doing deadlifting and squats now yeah. and proper barbell work. And Hey, it's hard, yeah. but their body's capable. They just didn't think it could because, be. Because I exciting, mean, right? the thing is we now know the stronger you are, the longer you'll live, right? As long as obviously there's no other factors that come into it, but on a whole, you're like the stronger you are. Generally, the 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 more resilient you yeah. are. Um, you're gonna have better blood pressure, insulin, all of that. So you're gonna you're just gonna thrive if you're much stronger than if you're not, right? Um, so I think that's gonna start becoming something. So people are gonna now be seeking out business models as what well, yeah, from your side business models to engage strength training yeah. for the uninformed. Yeah, and the uninformed are gonna find you know, low barrier to entry means of doing strength training because yeah. the idea of going into the weight section of a commercial gym is daunting. Very. You know, I mean, because there's people that look very bro and yeah. you know, they're in their vests and they're, you know, they're slamming down weights and they're yeah. huffing and puffing and they know what they're doing. And there's you who doesn't really know what they're doing and doesn't fit in. I mean, and this, what you're talking about is, it's like CrossFit as well. CrossFit was a great introduction into strength training. Yeah the 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 one thing I, i'm less convinced about is it's very aerobically driven mm -hmm. and uh it's very one size fits all yeah and it can be a bit fatigue seeking it's, it's yeah it's not, all I about mean, it's all, it's all, boxes, yeah it's all it's it, all about kind of like yeah you know, you know beast mode yeah whereas yeah. i think what you're doing is is going to be less about let's hit the red line constantly yeah it's more about let's develop strength technique capability yeah. and burn some calories along the way exactly and i think as well like if, if more and more people are going to move into weight and strength training you, there is a skill that comes with it so if you can go into an environment that you feel safe and you if if you look at 
most of the sort of the big chain gyms, you go in there, you go into the weight room, like you say, it's just full of bros in there, you know, with their nipples out, with their vests on, <laughs> um, <be> <laughs> you know, <laughs> with their flat caps on and whatnot. And, and it's intimidating. Um, and you're not going to get, I mean, you do, but you're not going to get as many it's people just going barrier in to there. Entry, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. So if we can create this gym and environment where the general population could come in and feel safe and be introduced to it, Wicked. And then last question, like from an economical standpoint, talking percentages or talking absolute terms, how does it compare to the likes of a CrossFit subscription or one-to-one PT? Like, is it is it affordable, you know, weekly, monthly, long-term, or, or do you think it's still going to require someone who's got quite a bit of cash to do it? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not... It's not cheap. Um, okay. you, it is a commitment. Um, but w- when you have more skin in the game, then you're going to be someone that's going to be more committed. Um, so if you're someone that, that's only willing to pay £20 a month, you're probably not that serious about it. But if you're someone that's willing to pay out a couple of hundred a month, you're going to be much more serious about changing your body, listening to whoever you're... Is that the kind of price on. point you think it will yeah, settle we're gonna, Yeah, we're going to... Yeah, and and I mean... the we're already kind of running already as a business like that um, or the business that I'm going into. It does is require already... some disposable income though. That's, that's quite a bit, you know, for someone who's, you know, yeah. hand to mouth, 200 quid is a lot of money. A yeah. Month, right? I mean, it's not, I mean, it depends what, you know, your finances are like, but it's not generally, it's not going to be the younger demographic. It's going to be someone that's probably, um, someone's got disposable income that's a parent or someone that might be retired so i mean usually i think the majority of people and members that are going to be in the gym will be older population yeah. just from um, an affordability perspective. yeah and i mean if okay. someone younger that's got money and is serious about it then yeah they'll join too right but um yeah so i think but it will be people that are committed not in terms of athletically committed in terms of i do this every day already in terms of i'm committed to change i'm committed to hand over this money because i if i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it right that's the way i see it cool um and you know what we kind of got to separate ourselves from the noise because if we're charging which i've fallen into charging the same rates as everyone else in my town there's no differentiation in the mind of the customer yeah and if there's someone down the road that's just you know counting reps shouting at them you know and just running kind of almost like fitness classes and then there's me that's spending thousands of pounds a year on my um personal development um continual personal development on training lifestyle nutrition and then i'm giving them all this value and i'm actually changing lives then hell yeah, I'm going to charge more because mm. do you know what I mean? I don't want to be, because then some someone will come to me and go, well, you're both you know X amount per hour. Why don't yeah. I go to go to Look, them? Man, I, so, I, I don't think you need to differ. Uh, you need to um, justify <coughs> premium to me. I und- I understand premium. I support the premium model, um, but it, it does it does it, it lessens your market right yeah. because you know the ten pound a month gym that's got you know a million pounds worth of equipment. Yes, there's zero accountability. Yes, there's zero education yeah. and enablement, but it's ten pounds a month. It's yeah. like it's water off the duck's back. You know, you go to CrossFit and it's eighty to hundred pound a month. Mm-hmm. That's now some coin, right? You've got to be comfortable that that's it's a it's a percentage of your yeah. income, right? Yeah. Um, and then when you move to what you're talking about, it's not as expensive doing 
three times 40 quid a week for four weeks doing PT and, you know, someone counting your reps and being present every session. Mm -hmm. So it's not that kind of price point. But at the same time, it's still quite a bit of money. Yeah. But if you look at Apple and you look at Apple's, let's not compare ourselves to the biggest company in the world, but, (laughs) you know, look at Apple. they, They are comfortable and they differentiate their business by being premium. So yeah. they make sure their products are premium. Yeah. They create a cult around it. Mm-hmm. And they will not succumb to the idea that their products could be cheaper. Yes, they could. Yeah. But they don't they they don't want them to be. It's like yeah. if you want a product, you're you're signing up for the best. Yeah. And the best comes at a price. Exactly. Now, if you don't want to be the best, you're not going to use our service. It is what it is. Mm. So you're going to limit your market, but the people are going to spend are going to want the best. Yeah. And maybe as the economies of your business grow, you might find ways to create more affordable packages for people that aren't ready to put that level of money down. Exactly. And I think as well, like if you, if you've got a business model that's profitable it means that you can reinvest back into that business and yeah. the members will see that and they'll be getting the best of the best. So that that's exciting as well for the members. So I am so chuffed for you, man. Thank you. So chuffed for you. And that actually um, that points me in the direction of um, the discussion I, I, I kind of wanted to have with you today. Yeah. We hit on, you know, specific topics within the industry or we do a couple of little mindset-y things like mm-hmm. generally talking about how people can improve how they think about stuff yeah and sometimes i'll do a bit of an expose on myself but yeah. we don't often peel back the onion as it relates to you mm-hmm. and um maybe that's been protective from you to some degree but i wouldn't mind us doing that yeah if, if you're up for it well th- this is something we were talking about before we went on air we we're saying that i yeah, yeah i'm somewhat transparent and vulnerable at times but i could do with being more transparent and let my barriers down and and letting the listeners know what my struggles are and just being completely honest with myself so this is something that i've so got let, let, let's see if you cringe and you, you start sweating <laughs> or you can handle this in your stride <laughs> yeah, I can handle it. but the first one first question i had in mind is actually a nice little segue yeah and that is We've known each other for a year and a half or so. Yeah. Um, and we've been, you know, operating together in some capacity on this adaptation thing from the yeah. beginning of 2018. Coming towards the end of this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really excited about what this year's brought to me and I can see that it's kind of d- developed you. But yeah. how would you reflect? If you look at 2018, you know, we're a month away from Christmas now. Mm-hmm. What have been, how have you learned and grown? What what would you say like, you know, 2018 was this. I got this, I learnt this, I grew in these ways. I think us working together challenged me quite a bit. Um, I'm hard to work with, man. But you, you, but you, <laughs> let's be honest though, you've got high standards, right? Yes. And you expect others around you to have high standards too. Um, and my standards weren't as high as your standards. Um, and we work differently. We think differently. Yeah. I'm... I'm not as analytical or self-reflective as you are. Um, and you were asking me to do a bit more of that, which was challenging. And I have since been more reflective and asking myself more important questions. Um, and yeah, so you were challenging me, challenging me in ways that I hadn't challenged myself before. You were trying to make me more vulnerable. So um, at the beginning of the year, we were doing things like the blogs and you were just trying to get me to put myself out there a bit more. Um, so I think actually that's something that I've 
been practicing trying to put myself out there, be a bit more vulnerable. And I'm not talking just about social media, but just in conversation with people, mm-hmm. um, the way I see myself and the questions I'm asking. And, and I as, think I think just that alone yeah. is, a, is, a, is a great area of development for you, man. Yeah. Because, you know, transitioning from, you know, a 20-year-old to a 30-year-old, mm-hmm. you know, that's when you do start becoming a bit more self-aware and the ego starts slackening a little bit. Yeah, and yeah, you, sure. Uh, comfortable or you start usually expressing some comfort with who you are you've accepted who you are yeah whereas at your 20s you're still you're still trying to define who you are yeah yeah do you know what i mean oh 100 so one of the things i've i've done in 2018 is i was much more active on social media kind of at the beginning of the year and i've kind of stepped right back and away from it for a while because i've been struggling with some demons in my head because like you said you have you have this ego and you put yourself out there on social media and you worry about what people think you worry whether you're saying the right things and you get the the imposter syndrome coming along with it mm-hmm. so this is something i actually have struggled with a lot when it comes to social media um and i kind of got to a point where i was just it was too much anxiety too much stress to keep thinking okay. about what i'm going to put out and trying to put everything out that's perfect and i've had to step away and reflect and ask tough questions and try and figure out what this actually is um, because it was making me unhappy and then i've kind of gone okay i think i know what it was and it's kind of everything i've just said it was me being anxious about what other people thought um and i'm kind of ready to start putting myself back out there now and not be perfect and polished and not care so much about what other people think because i know what i'm saying is right not in terms of my opinion but in terms of factually i'm not thinking what if what if this and that or someone doesn't agree with this you know it doesn't matter if i think it's going to add value to whoever i'm putting out to um, and i can help someone then and i know it can help someone anecdotally and also if it's been backed by science and whatnot i'll put it out there and if someone doesn't like it someone doesn't like it you're always going to have you always gonna have people that are trolling you and doesn't agree with mm-hmm. it. So that's something that is, that, that is awesome, man. Yeah. That is awesome that you feel you feel that you're increasing your level of you know acceptance yeah. of yourself mm-hmm. and you're starting to just be more confident in who you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Knowing that you're not everything. Yeah. And you're not perfect, but you're okay with that. And you know what? Sometimes I might get it wrong. And that's the other thing I've got to be okay with and going, you know what? Like, we don't always get it right. And if you expect yourself to do it right all the time, then you're just going to cause anxiety because you can't bear the thought of ever getting it wrong. Now, I'm not saying necessarily you're going to do it wrong in a horrible way where you can harm someone or put out some really misinformed information. But you know what? You might say the wrong word. You might say it the wrong way or, you know, you just have to be okay with that. What else What else is in 2018? So you've got, so, you've got a little bit more willingness to be exposed and a bit more aware of yourself. What else is there? Because I think it's been out from the outside in. Yep. It looks like a quite a transformative year for you. Oh, yeah. It's, it's been a really big year in terms of, because obviously I had the wedding. and yeah. um, So we've had quite a few big events going on, obviously working with you and now the gym. So there's a lot, lot of things going on this year. And something I've had to deal with is confrontation. Um, so being comfortable with uncomfortable conversations. Mm-hmm. 
are not. We've had a couple of those. Right? Yeah, we've we... had a couple of those. Um, yeah. We come out the other end, and yeah. do you know what you expect? You uh, what I noticed and what I learned is you actually end up respecting each other more, I think, yeah. than before because you you kind of lay it all out. You lay it all out and you work it out. And Nothing were worse than you you continuing to build up resent yeah. and uh, you know distrust or frustration with other people. Yeah, because the other person doesn't always know that you feel that way. They might feel the tension, but they don't know why. Yeah. And, and if you're just willing to say, you're doing these this, these things that make me feel uncomfortable, or I'm getting out of my comfort zone in a way that doesn't work for me, or yeah. whatever. But you you build a lot more um, compassion yeah. for that other person who's willing to them. expose themselves yeah. and say, I've got a problem with us, or I've got a problem with this. Let, yeah. me, let me tell you where it is. Because I don't want there to be a problem. Yeah. And that's great. Because it doesn't get to a boiling point. Yeah. So then you can, you know, you can just say how it is. And you want to know how you stand with people. Um, so laying it all out there. So this kind of then is something that I've had to work on. And I know I know that I am a people pleaser and I don't like confrontation. And I, would every, agree I want with everyone that. to like me and I want to be the nice guy. Because I've been kind of put into this box by myself, but then others kind of expect you to be in this box of being the nice guy. Everyone always says, oh, he's a really nice guy. He's really nice because I try to be nice to everyone. Yeah. But the nice guy comes last. And I'm not saying that I want to then turn into this guy that's going to start stepping on people yeah. and start being an arsehole. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. No. like, And that's the thing. You've got to try and slowly kind of transform yourself without turning into an arsehole. So you've got to go, okay, what what things can I change? Um I've just got to do me. I, I've learned, I've just got to do me. What, whatever I'm thinking in my head is I know deep down I'm not a bad person. I'm not coming from a bad place. Mm. So whatever I'm actually thinking won't be a bad thing. It will just be what I want to do. So if I don't want to do something, I'll say no. If I want to do something, I'll say yes. Rather than saying yes all the time and overcommitting, I'll do what I want to do, right? And I, and I, I think, sorry to interrupt you there. That's right. I think um, it's... Um, I don't mean to come across. I'm going to say it the wrong way, but yeah. <laughs> there's a sense of masculinity yeah. that's starting to express itself through you, right? From child to man, right? Yeah. And, I, and and that sounds so condescending. I don't mean it to be, but I'm getting a sense of masculinity because what is masculinity? You know, one character trait of masculinity right? is, you know, make decisions. Yeah. You know, own shit. Yeah. Get stuff done. You know, deal with difficult problems mm -hmm. don't always be the people pleaser now yeah. what i will say is you are inherently a harmonizer mm -hmm. and that's someone who doesn't want to cause conflict unnecessarily yeah wants people to generally be happy with themselves in your presence mm -hmm. and i think that's a great quality because that's like one of the lowest things in my strengths right we've done that analysis mm -hmm. of my personality yeah. it's down at the bottom for me um and i know that because i'm willing to debate anything I'm willing yeah. to say I don't agree with that. Mm -hmm. Not to call that call you out or throw you under the bus, just to say, eh, are you doing it right? Or yeah. actually, I think it might be this way. Or what's in your head? I'm, you'll come I'm willing to say that, yeah, because I don't care about the consequences. I hope we have a constructive, interesting, and hope and you know, helpful conversation. Yeah, but for example, Michelle will just go. That person said they're going to do this. That's completely wrong. They shouldn't do it. But I'm not going to call them out. Yeah, because yeah, I don't want to feel uncomfortable. Yeah, and whereas I would say, really, you probably shouldn't want to do that. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Where, it, whereas I know you wouldn't necessarily call someone out. No, because you'd want to kind of make them feel good. 
yeah, well, if I if I call someone out, if I don't agree with what they're doing, and I, if I know it's wrong, I, I won't speak up because I think they won't end up liking me, and they currently mm. like me. So if I yeah, if yeah. I say and confront them, they're now not going to like me because they're not going to like what I'm going to say. Yeah. So you're lazy. Actually, you know what? You're not putting enough effort. You got yeah. to step up. Like people don't want to hear that. Yeah. Normally. So I'm like, okay, well, I'll just I'll just be the nice guy, and yeah. I'll just I won't rock the boat. And at the end of the day, that's as you said, it's, you want to be constructive and it's not constructive to be nice. And it's not, and it irritates people. People don't like the person that's sitting there saying yes to everything and being at your beck and call and trying to, it's about, you all the time. it's about, it it's about respect, authority and believability. It, yeah. in, in my mind, you said the nice guy always comes last. I, I, I think that's a bit unfair. Mm-hmm. I think there, there could be more empathy, compassion, harmonizing in the world. Mm-hmm. That said, the person who just wants to people please and mm. is therefore unable to make difficult decisions, be bold, step out there yeah. and, and make himself, herself, plus others around them feel uncomfortable from time to time is not going to get the most out of them and therefore the value they can provide. Yeah. Sometimes you do need to be difficult but difficult with the intent to do good. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Not be difficult. And I think that's what you're it. saying. Yeah. That's what you're saying. You don't want to become this shrewd, you know, yeah. businessman who just looks difficult like he's out person. for the money and yeah. he doesn't give a shit about anyone else because that's not you. No. But you just want to step up your level of authority, believability and trust. And people yeah. will trust you more when you do call them out in a way that you can do well. Because they know you're, you're honest. Coming from a good place. Yeah. But I need to, call you out on this i need to tell you this ain't working for you or there's a better way yeah and and uh, do you know what it's it it's the hardest thing to do because it's changing your character yeah which you associate and who you have been for y- your whole life and you've been successful being that person you've been successful being that person yeah. everyone knows you as that person and when you change a little bit people will notice and people don't necessarily mm-hmm. like change yeah Especially and your close friends. Yeah. Well, like, who's, who's this new Bryn? Yeah, exactly. Get back in like, your box. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you speaking up? Do you know what I mean? So it's like, but, but at the same time, so it's like, I know it's a long-term change. That I'm going to have to keep practicing like a habit. I'm just going to have to keep practicing this until it becomes me, right? But at the same time as well, it's it's also don't, don't do it. Don't do it for the sake of it. Don't now try and speak up at every opportunity because then you'll just become a pain in the ass for everyone. Just just be authentic. Speak up when you feel you need to, but yeah. don't do it. You know, just don't do it when you feel, oh, here's an opportunity to do it and practice it. Just and and another real. example for that is, I find in the the people I've you know worked with in the past, the people that typically command the most respect in meetings or you know, within groups of people working with one another, isn't the person that always has an opinion. Mm-hmm. That person, and it has been me in the past, can get on everyone's tits. It's the person who is often reflective and quiet, but when they speak, people listen because they don't speak a lot, but what they say makes sense. And then they drop a few little bombs like that. And afterwards, like, what do you what what, what do you think, Bryn? Because if he speaks and he has an opinion, I know he's thought about it. He's not just wanted to own the mic. He's not just trying to get attention. Yeah. He doesn't care about attention. What he cares about is offering the right position. But how how do you get to that point? And that's what I'm trying to still figure out. Because when I'm in a room with I can I can command the attention when I'm one on one with someone. I can kind of take ownership 
on sometimes if I need to. I think you're very lead, authoritative one to one. Yeah, as soon as I'm in a group setting, I I'm I struggle to get my voice. It's almost like yeah. my voice is dimmed down, and I can't get my voice across. And people, and I don't want to sound like poor me. Like it's just the way it is, and it's just something I've noticed. And people won't look they'll look past me and they'll look at you're not the biggest the, voice the, in the room yeah and it's yeah. so hard to get your voice across and even yeah. if you're sitting there and you're thinking about it and you think well, my opinion um is probably quite worthy of what we're talking about i can't get it across i can say it but people don't necessarily listen either dismiss it or they dismiss it move on yeah or, yeah. or, or carry on talking yeah like people carry on talking you know when sometimes someone speaks and everyone goes quiet everyone listens but then someone else will speak and everyone kind of carries on talking yeah and it's a, and it can hurt when people yeah. do that to yeah. you right get, I've, I've been there when when I, I feel that i've not commanding the respect of my peers yeah or my friends and yeah my voice is less less important yeah and i yeah. think i think obviously a lot of people will will kind of relate to this because everyone gets this at some point um how frequently does that happen that's the question right and i mm. find that whenever i'm in a group setting it always, i just i just step back i Is, always just naturally step what, back what about like with your close mates um like on a holiday you went on earlier this year and there was a group of you in a villa um what was where was you in the pecking order of those you know guys and girls uh would I you would say, say that you you held your own or there was I, there was a bit of a kind of subordinate position that you held do you know what i think i've got worse over the years i used to be a bit more authoritative around my friends and be a bit louder um whereas now i've i've kind of i think i've keep hiding behind this nice guy persona and and i don't want to upset because my friends i just want my friends to like me so i'm just going to be i'm going to be nice and not challenge them and things like that so then i i think naturally i've kind of come down that all that, right so like as you've matured, you feel like I don't need to own the mic. So I'm just going to be comfortable being the nice guy. Yeah. And I think I've but just as a result, maybe that. that's taken a bit away from you. Yeah. But I noticed yeah. then even your friends as much like me and my friends, like we're very close knit um, bunch of guys and we, we look out for each other and we're not, we don't, you know, you see groups of guys and sometimes they like um, prank each other, but they do it to a point where it's a bit disrespectful. Mm -hmm. We're very like respectful and close and, and treat each other well. But I do notice that I'm not, yeah, I just feel Can like you I'm sometimes being... be the butt of their jokes, or does that not happen? No, that, that's something that that is another thing that I feel I've kind of that's a position I can be put into. You know, when someone wants to use someone, like you say, as a butt of their joke. I think people will naturally use me just because it's because he can take me. it and he's kind yeah. of owned that role. And I need to make people laugh. Yeah. I'll just I'll just use Bryn as my kind of as as the person to to, to pick you know on, what? Like, but not to pick on. Be nasty. Just no. I can be funny and I can be liked if I take you, the fun out of, of you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Do you, and and do you know what? Like I think a lot of that comes from me saying no, I'm fine, I'm fine, and looking like I have got really thick skin and yeah. it doesn't bother me. Yeah, you yeah. can throw yeah. it throw it all at me, but it kind of does, right? But it does. Bit. It it takes its toll, right? And um, I notice it more. I don't so I don't really notice it so much from my friends because, yeah, I don't really notice it with my friends, but I do notice it with like at family get-togethers. My cousins, um, I've got cousins that are, they're all boys. There's there's four of them, and they're all brothers. They're very uh, very close knit, but they're very witty and they banter a lot, and they will take whatever opportunity to take the piss out of you. Right. Um, 
and they'll do it to everyone. And you don't feel like you're sharp but, enough or, or yeah, kind of like I've, on it enough to kind of be part of that. Yeah, yeah. I definitely fall into the butt of the joke when I'm around them. And right. I've got my older brother and older sister. And I think I've I've just I'm the younger brother, got an older sister, an older brother. I've always been kind of put in my place, told what to do when I was when I was really young. Mm. Um and my cousins have seen that. And then I'm the nice guy. And then they kind of I've just been put in that role mm. and it's so hard to get yourself out of that because you're like okay cool i don't mind like being about a joke sometimes but not all the time but on like, the drive it, home it, sometimes you know might have a word with the missus or you might reflect on that and go yeah, and you, yeah that was okay i mean i'm not like crying about it but yeah you're just you know, like I, I don't want to be in this role forever like yeah, i don't want to be that position exactly so, so how, 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 how do you think you you overcome that uh, or how how do you course correct it slowly right because i don't think i don't think change you know trying to force give feedback to say don't do that anymore is pointless because i think that just removes the banter and a relationship and it suggests that you're you know i don't think it's the right way yeah but this so that what is the right way that, right? how do you start to level up your credibility your authority your ownership your masculinity mm-hmm. so you're no longer the boy or the nice guy but yeah. you're one of the men I think like, and uh, do you know what? That is such a hard question because this is something I always think about. I go, okay, do I answer back? But no, because I, I know one of my cousins is very witty and he will, he'll he will win on you. that. He will, right. he will outsmart <laughs> me. He just will. And I'm not saying I'm not witty or anything. I can be, but I'm, I'm certainly not as witty as he is. So yeah. I won't win on that front. So I'm not going to go down that route. I'm not going to go down the route of confronting him because I just don't want to be, I don't want to look like I can't take it stuff. And they feed off of that as well. People feed off of... If you start getting emotional yeah, about and it. Like, and like, like, yeah. So it's like, I don't want to become that guy, right? <laughs> yeah. So what do you do? So then you go, okay, well, I think it comes, in my mind anyway, it comes from small actions that they will notice. Things like, like if someone does something nice for you, as a nice guy, you always feel like you have to then do it back, right? Someone holds the door open for you it almost feels like I must run ahead and then go and open the next door for them. That's kind of the analogy I <laughs> yeah, have in okay. my head, right? Okay. Um, I just feel like I need to return the favor rather than just going, okay, you opened the door for me. That was your gesture. Thank you very much. And then if you know it comes to it, I'll open the door for you. But in my mind, it's no, no. What, what can I do now? What can I do to repay that? Right. Okay. How that's can I interesting. Repay? Yeah. That's you. kind of, that will go, that's naturally will go through my head, right? Yeah. So little things like, not coming across like, how can I repay you? How can I like, thank you, thank you. And being you like, you, it's, it's almost like a neediness that you're, yeah. you're mindful that you want to kind of keep in a box and you don't want to, don't want to cross, come across like the person who's wanting their affection or their appreciation or their gratitude. Yeah. Like, I don't think you want to, you don't want to have those, mm-hmm. but maybe you need to not care so much about having all of that from yeah. people you just need you know? to go you know what i've got to be comfortable people doing things for me and not feeling like i have to do it for them i will do it for them i'm not going to not do it for them i'll do it when i feel i want to help someone and because again you know who you are you're a good person you'll help someone when you genuinely want to he- genuinely want to help someone right um but you don't want to do it because they helped you you don't want to do it out of um uh, out of a favor do you know mm. what i mean so I, th- I think this is quite complex because like for me, um, I I definitely perform better one to one or one to a couple. Yeah. You put me in a group. If I'm if I'm I think we've spoken about this before. If I'm 
leading a presentation at work or something, yeah, I'm happy with that. Mm -hmm. If I have to go and do a talk, fine. Yeah. But if it's a social group of banter, yeah, and you know, like we're all in a huddled circle. I mean, not you know explicitly, but the idea that we're all together, all around a table, 10, yeah. 20, 15 of us. I won't be the loudest voice because mm. I will try and kind of splinter off, grab two or three people and have a conversation with them yeah. versus trying to command the, whole you know, the jokes, the direction of a conversation as a whole. I just don't do well with people talking over each mm -hmm. other and having to command lots of people's attention. Yeah. And I think we're saying like that. And that's yeah. a sign of intro introvertism, mm -hmm. whereas someone who's extrovert, look, the more people that can listen to me, and I can own yeah, yeah. their thinking and make them laugh and you know direct the next part of the conversation the better. So you're not an extrovert. That's yeah. cool. Accept that. So either don't put yourself in those situations mm -hmm. or have a coping mechanism yeah. to feel comfortable when you're in a group of 10, 15 people. Mm. And maybe it is splintering off. Or Yeah, totally. Do I you mean, know what I mean? Maybe that's what you've got to do. I mean, yeah, you've got a... Part of it is knowing yourself. It is. It's, it's going into a room full of people and going... Right, I'm I'm obviously not the person to lead the whole room and and you know I can present, I can articulate, so I can stand on stage and talk if I've got a mic. But if there's people fighting for attention and trying to be funny and trying to be the louder one, you don't you don't want to be I don't want to be that guy. Do and you, know you can't. You don't yeah, want to and you can't. So that's kind of like they're the two things people that don't make it not happen. Exactly. Right? I mean people don't get People don't like that person usually because they are the kind of the loud mouth and the show off and the you know the person that's always trying to be the the funny guy and stuff in front of everyone, and it's a bit like oh, yeah enough mate. Do you know what I mean? Mm. But you also don't want to be the guy that's sort of not talking to anyone in the corner and kind of feeling a little bit intimidated. Yeah. You want to have enough command in that room that you feel you're present and you can engage. And I think people... a lot of people suffer with this, Bryn. Right? That's it, yeah. I mean, I think, think about when problem. you go to weddings, right? Yeah. You know, your wedding, right? I didn't know anyone from your wedding yeah it was lovely for you to invite us but i knew no one other yeah. than jenny so are we going to go around just start introducing ourselves to random people yeah. who are like who the fuck is this dude yeah. never seen him before in our lives <laughs> why is he even here right so we didn't you know michelle's not an extrovert i'm not an extrovert um and it just felt odd to just yeah, hard. go sit up you know pop a you know proper table up a chair up next to someone and just start opening up random conversation yeah. with individuals. But I, I looked around that room, and this is the same for every other wedding. People on their table, they're speaking yeah. to their people. Yeah. And they're not speaking to anyone else. Yeah. I, <laughs> everyone I mean? goes into their So I groups. think more people are like that yeah. than you expect. And you yeah. then get the two to five percent of people that will happily, you know, do the tables, do the rounds and maybe own the mic or yeah. just want the the spotlight to be on them and they're happy to interact with new people. They enjoy breaking the ice. Yeah. I don't enjoy breaking the ice. No, I don't. You yeah. don't as well. And yeah. that's fine. You might develop that skill and I think you should find ways to develop it. Mm -hmm. But accept that that's not you. Isn't it like in, it's not inbuilt in you to mm. that be comfortable. You yeah. could just make it slightly easier by having a couple of techniques that kind of you own. Yeah, I think as well, like being comfortable in a room full of people you don't know do you know what I find hard, actually, is to sit in a room and because this kind of sounds a bit contradictive now, but sit in a room with people you don't know and be comfortable with not talking to people because you're comfortable with yourself. So rather than sitting there going, I must talk to them, I must do that, must rather than going, you know, what, I, I 
I'm just going to sit here. I'm cool. Like, I'm just doing me. Like, yeah, I don't want to talk to I, anyone. I know what you're talking about. And you've got to kind of command your own presence as well. Like, and I think that... But you don't want to be aloof. What you're suggesting no. is, if I was aloof and I was just talking to the people that I know and I don't look like as if I'm like seeking someone to talk and like needy and vulnerable, yeah, yeah, yeah. then it's better to look aloof. And yeah, needy or aloof, I'd rather be aloof yeah. and comfortable with my own little crowd or my own by myself. But the up, the level up from that is don't care about either of those external expressions and instead yep. go, I'm more than happy to talk with someone and if they come to me or I find myself on a table with someone else and yep. just that level of comfort with who you are, not worrying about what people think. But that takes time to yep. get to that uh, point. It does, I think. So, So yeah, so, so I mean, for me, it's just this year has been a journey of kind of kind of not looking for approval from mm -hmm. other people and being comfortable with myself and just doing what I want to do and be me. And how's the wedding changed you? Has it changed you? Um, has being a, a husband, I can't say that it ref changed your plan of action or how you're showing up. Mm, a little bit. I mean, I do now. I mean, when you get the title husband, you do think now I, I definitely think more now about the future when we have kids and I'm going to be the provider and that's kind of my role. So I'm kind of like thinking about that now. I'm starting mm -hmm. to think I need to become a man who I'm comfortable with, you know, stand by my values. And if I have kids, I don't want my kids to think I'm a kid a kid and weak and can't make decisions and follow people. I want to be my own person and make the right decisions for the household. Do you think you're ready to be a father? Like um, right personality wise, do you think you're ready to bring yeah, bring bring a little thing into the world? I'm not saying you're not. I'm asking if you think you are. Yeah, I, I think I am because I know I'll learn along the way. Um, okay. I, I think I am. The reason I say yes is because I know that I'm aware enough to adapt and learn where as opposed to kind of go, yeah, I'll be a good father right now. Like today I'll be a good father. I know I won't be from day one but I am aware that I'm going to have to develop that skill over time. And I'm happy that I've recognized that. Like mm. I've got that awareness to go, do you know what? It's going to be like anything else. You just got to kind of jump off a cliff and build your wings on the way down and, and, and you'll be fine and just take ownership. You'll be fine. It changes you, man. It changes you. If I think about the level of authority uh, that I command over my kids, rewind nine years before you know we even conceived the you know holly i was still a kid i, st I still think i'm a kid now right i mm. think most mum still thinks she's a kid right yeah in adults clothing um you always feel younger than you are and you always feel less skillful or less experienced or less mature than your age yeah you might look older yeah. than your age but you feel younger than your age typically yeah you always feel like you're kind of winging it <clears throat> working shit out as yeah. you go on and you feel like when I when I looked at when I was younger and I thought when I hit this age I'll have it all figured out and then you get and I will you go, be a I man. Don't. But yeah. that man, that kind of that sense of like what you know, if you had to go okay, describe a man, you know, like you think you think of um, you know two and a half men, you know the guy with the the moustache and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. like yeah. proper masculine, <laughs> you know, yeah. you know hairy chest and just like Was it confident Chuck, and mature. Chuck Norris? It wasn't Chuck Norris, but someone like know, that, right? Yeah. <laughs> you think, okay, that he exudes manliness, or Sean Connery, or yeah. someone like that. Um, but not many men. Not right? many men act like men. No. Like most men act like big, big boys. Yeah. 
And that's the reality, right? Most of us are. But if I think about who I am today with my kids and, you know, it's, it changes you, man. Because yeah. one, I have an authority that I didn't have before. And that's that's nice as a the man like, who wants to be to. masculine. I feel that's a masculine trait I enjoy. Two, I have a level of care that I never never thought was possible for because mm -hmm. I was very selfish without knowing. Mm -hmm. And three, there's there's a difference between someone who perceives what being a parent is versus someone who is a parent. Like I know people in this industry who make examples of, hey, yeah, maybe you're picking up the kids or maybe the kids got the flu or, or this, that, and other. They're expressing normal life situations but they don't have a child. Parent. Yeah. So it's like, I know you're trying to relate to me, <laughs> but you don't know. But I, I mean, but I, you don't know. I do that. And I feel <laughs> as, as from my point of view, I feel I know, but I know I don't know. Yeah. I, I know until everyone says, until you are a parent, you don't know what it's like. Um, although I now have a puppy and it's, chaotic <laughs> and i'm like oh my god i'm pulling my hair out i'm one, one, one step along the way man yeah there's i mean there's a steam poo on the carpet when i wake up and then there's he's weed somewhere the and difference then he's chewing being this. is like, you're oh not god. responsible for their development right you're not responsible for the puppy's development i no, mean it's beyond teaching different. them a couple of tricks yeah but when you've got a little human being you're thinking i want this to be an adult that contributes so how do, well, how do i how do i pave the way so they've got the right morals, the right ethics, yeah. that they behave in the right way, that they're respectful and they're polite, yet yeah. they're assertive, they have fun, but not, you know, they take work seriously. How do you do all of that? Yeah. And there's a lot of decisions and, and and sometimes it can be overwhelming, but you just go with the flow. I can imagine there's a lot of guilt that comes with it. Like when you're doing stuff like, I'm going to use my puppy for an example, <laughs> but I, I feel guilty that I haven't given the dog enough attention because this thing needs to have attention right it needs to use its and you know i'll take it for a walk and stuff but then i'll be doing stuff on the laptop and i'll just be ignoring the dog and yeah, i don't just want it to be stuck in the house today yeah that's and definitely, i can imagine with kids that's yeah. that's like huge like if you're working deal. you're going you're feeling guilty i suppose about not being able to or you're not doing stuff with them to help develop them and but here's 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 the answer the reality is you're never ever going to feel ready yeah but you learn along the way. It's like driving down the motorway whilst changing all four, all, all four wheels. Mm. That's the analogy of life. Yeah. Like, and the more you realize, I'm never going to master something, be good at it, or be ready until I start doing it. Yeah. You know, you hear about people doing podcasts and they say, you know what? Don't listen. Whatever the fuck you do, don't listen to the first 100 episodes. They were shit. Yeah. <laughs> do you know yeah, what? yeah, yeah. But we had to get started and we thought, fuck it. Let's Reload just go. Up. Let's go. And we'll work it out. Yeah. And I feel we're doing the same thing here. And I think generally life is that. Yeah. Whether it's being a husband, whether it's being a father, whether it's starting a business for as you are. Yeah. There's a lot of new things you're doing this year. Yeah. And you just have to go, do you know what? I don't know it all. And I'm going to fail. I'm going to ex get excited about failing because as I fail, I can go, okay, that didn't work. Mm -hmm. That's not how to do it. Yeah. And the more I kind of eliminate the failure paths, I'll find the successful path. Yeah. I think uh, as well, something as you transition into this period of becoming a husband and hopefully at some point a father starting a business, things like that. I think there's a lot of change going on and when change happens, there's resistance and you almost feel like you want to continue being this 
irresponsible, selfish person, and Life's you now com- have life is comfortable, comfortable right? I don't have, and any you're going to make it very uncomfortable. Yeah, I'm now going to have to yeah. answer to people, whether that's business, like because I'm going to have, I'm going to be a head coach. I'm going to have other coaches. Um, I've now got a wife. I've now got a mortgage. I've now got, do you know what I mean? So yeah. I've got a lot of things, and then eventually I've got a dog now that I've got to get home for and walk and feed, and then I'm going to probably have kids at some point. So I can feel this kind of urge to go like. Life was a lot simpler. Run, do you know what I mean? Like, I just want to live at my mum's house and just play Call of Duty and yeah, yeah. just Life work was a, lot a nine simpler. to five. Yeah, and a lot of people, I I think, do that. They just kind of do a nine to five, play card. I mean, I have got a lot of friends that do that. I have got a lot of friends, and I can, I just look at them and go, man, I wish I was doing that. Like, yeah. because naturally, that's a path of less least resistance. But because remember what we spoke about around the worth it. immediate gratification versus exactly. third order consequences, yeah. doing things for the long term. And that you feel better when you feel you're contributing, you're growing, yeah. and you're paying it forward for you, your family, yeah. people around you. And whilst it's great in the moment to get drunk or yeah. get high or play games all day long and have no responsibilities, at some point you go, okay, that's enough now. Yeah. If, 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 if I want... The, a, a warmer sense of feeling good about myself i need to be paying it forward i need to be thinking about the future and that's that's what you're doing yeah i think and i like, think you should take comfort yeah. in knowing that you're making your life uncomfortable find joy in the labor of doing things because yeah, i think exactly. that's kind of something is that and that is actually going back to kind of your question what i'm learning through 2018 that actually which i've only just thought about now as we're talking is that I am tra- going through this transitional period where I'm having to to change and have more commitments and that I'm starting to go, yeah, it would be cool, like just having a nine to five and having no real responsibilities. But I will at some point probably become depressed or, or anxious or something. Frustrated that you're complacent. Because I'm yeah. complacent, my life's not going anywhere, I've got no yeah. purpose. Whereas yeah. actually, you know what? Yeah, it is a pain in the arse sometimes um having all these commitments and you'll kind of sort of feel like you're weighing yourself down with all these ties but mm. i also am learning to enjoy that labor of of you know learning and developing building a business learning how to be a husband and you start to enjoy and who you, you become you will go through periods of burst capacity right you're going to go through periods where it's balls to the ball mm-hmm. you know it's there's travel there's, you know, 60 hours a week, 80 hours a week work. There's commitments at home. There's the, you know, things you've got to do. There's balancing of your finances. Yeah. And and you're going full tilt mm-hmm. and other things drop. Yeah. That's what we spoke about before. I don't believe balance exists, right? Yeah, you can be balanced if you're willing to accept mediocrity and you're willing to accept a level of complacency mm-hmm. and like, I'll get as much immediate gratification as possible and I'll think about tomorrow, tomorrow. Yeah. But unfortunately, that doesn't lead to you know, eternal happiness. At some point, you know, you feel a bit empty. That yeah. You don't have a path towards growth, improvement, yeah. great contribution. And you just have to, you kind of have to remind yourself of that. Yeah, I think, yeah. And you have to kind of figure out what your purpose is and, and it's hard thing to do um i definitely haven't figured out what my purpose is i'm still figuring it out and i almost feel annoyed at myself for not figuring it out yet and feeling like i need to have this purpose but it, it you have to have your life has to be going somewhere in some direction have some faith in that order to you, not you're, have a you're stepping in the right direction yeah you don't know the destination yet but that's cool yeah exactly you know I mean? so i think yeah it's 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 
it's a busy year. <laughs> yeah. It's a busy year. So I've got another question for you. Yeah. What would your father-in-law say of you? What would Lisa's dad say of Bryn? Um, I'd, hopefully good things. <laughs> no, honestly, like if, but, you, if you had to second guess his opinion of you. Uh, I think he... He knows I'm he knows I'm hard working, right? So he knows I'm hard working, he knows I'm providing and you know, I'm he's happy that Lisa's with me because he knows I'm not gonna lead her down the wrong road because I'm not gonna pay the bills or whatnot. He knows that I'm taking a care safe of pair that, of hands. Yeah, safe pair of regard, hands. Yeah. But he also probably thinks that I'm not necessarily that driven or take that much ownership i don't think he knows do you think, do you think he would i don't would... know I, it's hard to say because i don't we do we see them you know probably weekly or every two weeks or something so it's hard for him to kind of know who i am because he didn't see me day to day um but i'd imagine again he kind of sees me as the nice guy that kind of just plods along um probably doesn't realize that i have this desire and drive to better myself okay. and become a bit more of a leader and really provide for my family and things like that so i don't know you don't, I, probably I, don't express that in, i don't feel in the like discussions that you have that, yeah of right. me okay. so i mean maybe he does i don't know it's hard to say so but you think my... you're a safe pair of hands clearly you love and you'll look after his daughter yeah so he's got no worries mm. doesn't have the full extent of your ambition and your intent yeah, yeah. and maybe i don't know i don't know how much because when you're a nice guy, you don't necessarily get that much respect from people. He's not disrespectful by any means. He's, he's I get on with him very well. Um, but I feel like he probably still thinks I'm the young boy. Yeah. Um, part of that is age, but part of that because, might be because he feels he can command more authority than you do right now. Yeah. You've not stepped up in his eyes, maybe. Yeah, and I think sometimes, you know, you do stuff like, I put up the garage doors by myself and he's like really surprised that okay, I managed to do it. Nice, you think, nice. But you're surprised that he's surprised and you think, well, of course I'm, I'm able. Like I can I can figure this out. I can do it. Yeah, I'm not a kid. Um, yeah. yeah, exactly. But yeah. I think that's, I mean, I don't know. That might be a parent thing. I think sometimes, and I think um, guys as they're older, they probably just kind of want, you know, have this command and... They want to kind of, do you know what I mean? Look down, not look down you in a bad way, but look down at you in terms of like, do you want my help? Can you do it? Rather than, oh, I know you've got this. I know you can do it. Do you know what? I, I, I don't know whether it's a personality thing, an age thing, or um, a success thing. Mm -hmm. But I'm, I would say, you know, hearing what you've said, if I reflect mm -hmm. on my relationships with, you know, men senior uh, of, of me uh, there is a mix but i would say more often than not mm. i hold my own and yeah. for example michelle's dad I, I you know in many instances i think we would agree that i, I take an authority position on many subjects that you know that I've we may, may discuss and about I that, yeah. and i think they get they get like he's a man right yeah. and i don't know whether that's because i'm 37 or because i'm a father mm -hmm. or because i've had success or I know things that they don't. I don't, it might be all of those, or it might just be my personality, but I do think it's a function of age and it's a function of maturity and it's yeah. a function of being comfortable with yourself and taking moments to put your authority down. Mm. Not because 
you're a dog trying to piss down on, on a tree, just say, I'm here. Yeah, yeah. I've got this. Yeah. This is mine. You, but, you're not doing but, it for but, the power. But, you? But you, yeah, but you are seeking some, like, you know, this is my house. This is my domain. These mm -hmm. are my rules. This is how it operates in my life. You know, your, your, your daughter is my wife. Mm -hmm. She's my responsibility now. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I think... And, 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 and when when that kind of hits you and it hits them, it's a, it's a prickly little kind of cool moment. You think, wow, I'm, ste I'm stepping up. Yeah. And they know I've stepped up. Yeah. I, I, I mean, that's, that's something that's hard to do because for me anyway, it feels that's like a hard thing to do. do I mean, did you feel like that was a hard kind of place to, to stand and, and, and own? Because I, 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 it's, I, wouldn't, it's I definitely, again, I don't think I can call out when, uh, you know, I felt, felt that difference um, but you've got to i suppose I will, I will say though i remember the most emasculated i had been in our relationship yeah was just before we got married we moved in with michelle's mum and dad for three or four months just mm -hmm. because we were we sold our house we were buying a new house we were kind of thinking about the future we thought we might stay with them for a year or so just you know, money saving all that kind of thing mm -hmm. and I hated it. Not and it's nothing to do with Michelle's parents. Mm -hmm. Love them to bits. But I As just I man. felt like the kid. Yeah. Like the kid in their space. Yeah. Their house, their rules. And me and Michelle are now the kids yeah. occupying a room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I, this ain't gonna work for me. I can't be me and I can't be the person you expect of me whilst I'm here. Mm. I acted like a kid whilst I was there. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And sometimes you just got you gotta create the environment for you to take control, mm. to be to have that authority and and show them that you got this. You know, was... you don't need to worry about Lisa's future. It's not only gonna be okay, it's gonna be great. Yeah. And it's because our relationship's solid and I, I'm gonna do the very best for our family. And to have Lisa's dad know that, yeah. whether it's explicit or through your actions over the mm. next couple of years, that will make him feel amazing. It'll make you feel amazing. I'm sure. Yeah, I do. I, yeah, I think he does feel. He, he, I think he's confident in me. And um, yeah, by what I've seen, we get on really well as well. So I think that he, you know, he's happy with me. On all Good. fronts. So, what about your best mate? And I don't know if you have a singular best mate. Do you have one? Yeah, I, I do. I mean, I had um, Ben, who was the best man at the wedding. Um, yeah. But equally, I got in our group like you don't want to offend of, anyone, but no, there's one person no, maybe you're a little yeah, bit closer to I than think, others. Yeah, and I think for that reason, the reason for that is that I've known Ben the longest. Okay. Um, but I think there's um, another friend, um, Andrew, who is also pretty much on. This, he's also my best mate. So I think that. Um, but I've just known Ben longer. And what would they say are your weaknesses? I, I think they would recognize me being the nice guy would probably be my biggest weakness. Okay, so going um, back to your own kind of self-awareness, you think they would call that out? Y yeah, I, okay. I, I think that they would probably find that in me. Um, and I think going along i think this kind of, i say nice guy but that kind of is generalizing kind of what i'm trying to say i think going along with things like going along with people and agreeing and then getting a taken along for the ride they will probably say that is one of my biggest weaknesses i will just go along with what everyone else is doing and say yes and 
and not do what I want to do. Have they ever called you out on that, you, mm. Andrew or Ben? Have they ever said, like, should no. step up? Or is this how you think no, we're, they, I, they feel? No, I think um, we're kind of being typical guys where we just banter all the time yeah. and never really have open up. the open up and serious yeah. conversations like that. Um, so I don't know because they've never brought it to me and i think unless it's would you, would an, you be comfortable to have to broker that conversation just go like ben shoot me straight man like what do you think of me like and and i know out of the gate they'll probably say 10 things they'd love about you because they will yeah. and i'm sure you know you'll you'll know what five or six of those are going to be before they even speak i mean that in but, itself... and then and then if you say now tell me where i can improve or you'd love for me to step up where yeah. is that I think um, I think that's a hard conversation to have anyway. Like that, you, you'd just be uncomfortable going to someone because they won't. They'll be uncomfortable. They'll yeah. be like, "What the fuck is this?" Like, hey. like, it's a year of discomfort. Yeah. May as well fucking throw it out there. Yeah, still being, <laughs> it would just be like still being gay. Like, do you know what I mean? But I know, I'm like, I know. No, but th those, but those conversations are some of the most, uh, some of the best conversations <laughs> I've ever had with mates and close people around my life is yeah when we get really honest yeah. not honest to hurt each other not honest to offend or make mm -hmm. the other person feel like shit but honest like this is all the reasons i love you and these are the things that i don't know if you know about yourself but probably you knowing it will help yeah. you be better do you know what i mean yeah i think um if i asked them they would definitely come up with a few things but i I don't know what those things would be. It's it, it is Even the hard good things. to say. The, the good things would be like, I'm always there. I'm always there to talk and I'll support them. And whenever there's, you know, I don't, I, I'm on time, don't let down and all of these things. I mean, but, but the, the negatives, I don't know. It's, it's hard to say, but then again, I don't spend as much time as I used to with my friends. Yeah. So that it would have been a bit more obvious back in the day when we used to kind of knock on each other's doors and hang around a lot more and we probably would have had more of these kind of conversations. I know, but, but, but you, you've got to realise that people do characterise people. So yeah. if if people ask opinions of me and I've either had 360 feedback or I've heard it through other people, what people say mm -hmm. about me, some good, some bad, right? Yeah. Steve's very assertive. He can be very opinionated. Yeah, He uh, talks a lot. He can sometimes like over embellish on stuff and like, come on, just get to the point. Um, you know, he uh, can be hard to work with. Mm -hmm. He can be overbearing. You know, I, I can get all of that. I get a lot of positive as well, but I, I do get that from people who like me and absolutely from people that dislike me. Yeah. Um, but I've needed to hear that. I've mm. needed to hear, okay, so you know, you can... I, I don't intend to come across authoritative. Yeah. I don't intend to make you feel less. I don't intend to make you feel that I'm picking on you. But I'm I'm a big fan of true of tough love. I, I think it's like it's my gift to you is I'm going to shoot you straight. Yeah. And some people don't want to hear it. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And my I, standards are really high, and when someone does something and I don't like it, and we got to get shit done by tomorrow, I'm like, that's not good enough. Yeah. Because we're going in front of a client that's going to potentially give us five million bucks. Like, we need to fix that, mm. and you're going to have to spend a weekend in doing it. Yeah. I'm, I'm not saying that, but you know that's what's going to have to happen yeah, yeah, yeah. because it's not good enough. So, you know, I've had people cry because of that level of expectation on myself and others that work with me. And, you know, 
I've had to refine how I come across and mm. not be so much of a bull in the china shop. But that's, that that feedback helps you see who you who who you are in the eyes of yeah. the people around you. And it's not always who you think you are. No. You know? And it was things that you don't see in yourself that they see. Um, but the part of the problem with this question is that because I spent so many years being the nice guy and pleasing everyone, you don't get that feedback as much because I try and not be assertive or upset people or do all the things. So you do a lot of things because you are comfortable doing this. You're comfortable with raising other people's standard and telling them and upsetting them. And that's where they will tell someone else. Steve was being an, you know, oh, an arsehole, yeah. you, you know, and he, <laughs> yeah. he's, you know, he's opinionated in this yeah, and that. Yeah. And then you'll hear that through the grapevine or directly. Whereas me, I don't upset people. I won't challenge people. Um, and, and, and that's part of why it's hard to say exactly what people think of me because I'm too busy pleasing everyone that they, I kind of become this mellow kind of in the middle. No one has a real opinion of me. And that mm. isn't a good thing though. And that's, so I, I reckon, I reckon you've um, perhaps got a slightly lower opinion of yourself than others have of you. I think that's my guess yep. up front is that I think that's, a lot of you talking versus explicit feedback that you've had. Yeah. At the same time, I get your point, right? If if you don't put yourself out there ever, in, you know, whether it's confrontation or assertiveness or making a decision that others would previously make, you mm -hmm. made it, and you know, just stamp uh, a dis, uh, you know an opinion mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. might be contrary to others, right? Yeah. If you don't do that often, then as you say, you might kind of blend into the background a little yeah. bit. Maybe, but I think you probably have, people have a higher opinion of you. Like, for example, I have a very high opinion of you. Right. Um, you know, I think you're incredibly caring. Yeah. I think you're, um, the way you handle your interactions with your clients, and I've seen that through the work you've done with Michelle's mum and dad, yeah. you're patient. Yeah. Um, but you're expectant of them. But you understand how far you can push them mm. so you don't lose them. Yeah. Right. And you will take them on that journey, however slow it needs to be mm -hmm. for them. And you'll surprise them with the progress they make. Whereas I'll be like, you can do this. I believe in you. Yeah. Now do it. Yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. And it'll be like, no. Yeah. Yeah. And then you meet resistance. <laughs> Exa yeah. Exactly. So you've got yeah. uh, a diplomacy and you're, you're not, you are a nice guy. And I think yeah. that label, you kind of like it and you dislike it. Yeah. It's like nice. Definitely. It's great. Great to be nice. Yes. But, but then nice, you blend in. You know, um, uh, nice can sometimes be nondescript. And I think you probably have a bit of a yeah. conflict in your head of, do I want to be nice? Yeah. And that's what I'm hearing. Uh, yeah, it, it totally. Because I look at nice people and it makes me cringe. <laughs> but I'm not talking about someone being nice. A nodder. Always yeah. agreeing with everyone. Always agreeing. Yeah, yeah I hear you. And you're like, stop agreeing, stop nodding. Like, like if, if everyone's kind of standing around, you're like, Right, where should we go for dinner tonight? Like, if you're standing there with a group of guys, yeah, you're on a, an event or workshop or or whatever, and you go to these lads, you know, all right, let's go for a meal after the event. Where do you want to go? And everyone kind of goes, oh, well, you know, there's this place and that place. and uh, You won't say, guys, yeah, I've yeah. made a decision. Come yeah, on, no follow one, me. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> and that really like, and I'm yeah. thinking, but I do that. I do that, and I'm, and I'm there, and then whoever says it, I'll go, yeah, 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 okay, and I'll go along with that, even if I think it's shit. So... 
I see it in other people mm. and it annoys me. Mm-hmm. And I think it annoys people. I think I annoy people. I think I can annoy you prob- people. You with- probably don't. I, but I think like certain things, like someone will ask me, do I want a drink? And I will, I will kind of, Deliberate. I don't want to put them out. I don't oh, want to, okay. I'll be like, oh, only if you are or something like that. Rather than being like, yes, yeah, please. Like, yeah, go on, I fancy <laughs> a cuppa. Like, I'll kind of be like, well, only if you put, but don't inconvenience yourself. Like, only yeah. if the kettle's boiled. Like, do you know what I mean? It's, it's like, we'll just make a decision. Do you want one or not? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's like, I need to just make a decision. Do I want one? Yes, I do. Yes, please. Thank you. And, yeah, and I, I think I think it, it, it eats at you more than it, it, it probably doesn't even register for people. No, and, and I think I that think, is the reality. But, yeah. but, but if it eats at you, then you need to own that, man. Yeah, yeah. Just like, just be a bit more assertive, but do it in your way because yeah. you, you can't inauthentically be someone else. You have no. to be you in a refined way. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's yeah. basically what I'm hearing is you've got, you've got it within you to, you know, step up your own self uh self love uh self appreciation and uh chisel away at your current character to just make it slightly sharper yeah. slightly more masculine slightly more authoritative and assertive yeah. to match who you want to be but don't expect to be the uber alpha male because yeah. it's probably not who you are yeah so to, to want to take that position in a room exactly it, that's kind of the way i see any personal development is you're sharpening your sword you're not you're not changing the sword you're sharpening it yeah. so you, you're still who you are you're just improving on that um so yeah I, I, there's definitely a few things that need need to be sharpened um i need to improve but we all do um oh. but i think it's recognizing that So the very last question I had for you, and it's actually following the same vein. I'm just curious because I've had this in interviews before. And it's a great question, like like, um, job interviews. Yeah. Consider someone in your life that dislikes you. Okay. Like, See them. Mm -hmm. You know someone who you think probably dislikes me? And you're a people pleaser, so you might not have a huge list. But do you think (laughs) of someone who you either fallen out with or you know doesn't like you um yeah I, yeah i think you don't have to call them no, out no but i think there's you've a got someone couple in your of people in my head that i think probably are nice to me to my face but don't necessarily like me that much okay what would they say about you um i again i th- i think i'm just a bit just a bit weak, just not strong, just not. And this again might be my own thoughts. But... Why would they care if you're weak? Why, if 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 you're weak, it means it makes me feel stronger in your presence. Yeah. So why would they not like you for that? I or is think... there something else? No, I think that it might be it might be my way of of thinking of something else, but portraying it as that because that wouldn't actually necessarily make someone not like me because i'm i'm weak or whatever in my personality but i think if it's just that i feel when i'm talking to people i'm there's certain people i talk to and i don't feel i do command the conversation or their their respect and i and respect and i think that i do struggle to get people's respect sometimes. So they might not dislike you, but they might not respect you. Yeah. Maybe that's what you're seeing. Yeah. I, okay. I think actually as we're digging, I'm because I'm kind of figuring this out as you're kind of asking me these questions and it, 
yeah, I think probably not having their respect rather than them not liking me because I don't, I, I try and be the nice guy and not give them a reason not to like me. So you can't, because so I, can, I know people that don't like me. Yeah. But you can't think like someone who absolutely categorically, yeah, I know that person hates me. I I used to have people that didn't like me, but that's okay. because I think I used to be more assertive and more. Right. So now I don't think I am. I think okay. what I feel like I've just diluted and just kind of, I notice that I lose respect rather than people not liking me. So I think I've gone down that road. And I, so yeah, I think to answer your question, there are a few people I feel that don't respect me. As opposed to, As opposed to not hate like, or dislike. Yeah. I don't think, okay. I can't think of anyone that doesn't like me. Okay. That doesn't necessarily respect me. And the respect is coming from, you think, uh, a lack of assertiveness. Yeah, I just think lack of confidence, lack of assertiveness. And sometimes are you, uh, would, would, it, would it perhaps present itself that I know he's not giving me the answer he wants to give me. He, no, he's given me the answer he wants to give me versus how he actually feels. Yeah. And as a result, I kind of feel I'm not going to get the honest truth from Bryn. Yeah. And therefore, like, his opinion doesn't matter because it's kind of, he's just trying to please me. Yeah. Do you think maybe that's what it is? Yeah, I think that I don't... I'm, some people I'm just not not real enough with. I'm not, okay. I'm not telling you, you what I want. You put up this barrier and you just kind of present what you think you want to show. Yeah. There's okay. certain people that, you, I mean, we're different with everyone. There's certain people that I can be, like, especially with like my clients and stuff, I'm really confident because I know what I'm talking about and I can kind of command my, you know, presence and, and portray and articulate what I want to. But there's other people where I just kind of feel like they're more important than I am and I make, in my head, make them feel more important than me. Mm. and that they should come first not me and i think that just makes me lose that them lose respect for me and okay double click into that for a second mm -hmm. so you can own you can own that you can yeah. own not if you come across like you put other people on a pedestal i increase their authority mm -hmm. as a result you decrease yours mm -hmm. like for example and I've had to call around recently and speak to a few people that are killing it in this space and talk yeah. about any you know joint opportunity to talk to one another on the podcast or other stuff like that. If I entered those conversations either on email or over the phone, which I have, and I was a big fanboy, mm -hmm. there's a difference between being authentically grateful and appreciative of someone's work mm -hmm. versus coming across like a fanboy like you're the man in the room i'm the subordinate yeah right you're amazing i'm this nobody you know would you please like to do something with me maybe yeah but i didn't know no i pick up the call you know look this is what i really like about you blah blah blah, blah chit chat this is where i'm at this is what needs to happen for me i think there's some mutual value let me describe what that might look like now all of a sudden we're 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 at the we're yeah. on the same level. Yeah, we're on the same level now. They may think they're you know in a different position, and that's fine because they are. But mm -hmm. you know, man to man or man to woman, we're on the same same level. Um, social kind of point, social ladder, right? Yeah. No one feels that they're owning the conversation, <clears throat> and I'm just you know stealing their oxygen. I mm. didn't get that at least anyway. Yeah. And that was just about approach. I didn't have to be different. I just needed to appreciate them, but not put them on a pedestal. So there's a few people. Do you know what that I'm you, saying? Yeah, because there's a few people you've spoken to 
recently that I that are doing very well in this space and have a lot of attention and I and I it it would scare the shit out of me getting on a call with them and talking just to people. them because I would they're, be like they're, they're hustling yeah they're, they're trying to make it exactly. work just like me and in your head that's the way you think so you're yeah. like yeah I'm you know socially we're on the same level here like and I can I can come at you from a level that's not coming from as a peer a peer, yeah, yeah, like a peer, because I think for me it's like, okay, you're you're higher up than me. You're doing this, you're doing that, and I just I just come up with bullshit excuses of why they're. They are excuses, and, man. Yeah. They're just people, right? They yeah. are just people, and maybe this this kind of sense of they're just people has come through my corporate career. I've had to speak to some really important people, mm. you know, whether it be in my customer base, like you know, you know, CEOs or CIOs, like you know, top mm. executives of you know really big very prominent companies mm. through to people that I've worked for that, you know, right at the top of their game and mm. the top of the company. But I don't go, oh my God, I'm, I'm meeting with our CEO. <laughs> Shit, so like, what have I got to say? Let me think about this. I've been like, yeah. how you it's doing, man? Just, you know, yeah. You're good? How's your family? Blah, blah, blah. Mm. Yeah, mine's good. You know, just chat. Like, you're mm. just a dude, right? You, you're doing really well and I respect that and I want yeah. you to know I respect you. Mm. I've got nothing but respect for you. But I'm not a boy. Yeah. With two men talking. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And I guess maybe I've just been exposed to that a little bit more. Yeah, I think exposures. So this year I've been exposed to working with you and you are like that and it's making me more like that. And I think that exposure is good and that interaction. So I think hopefully for the listeners, they some people can relate to, to sort of what I struggle with. Um, I think so. I think a lot of people will, will relate to it, hopefully. Um, and yeah. It's, and thank, thank you, Bryn, for just continuing to develop and um, become you, mm. right, on, on this podcast. Yeah. And it's difficult. It's been difficult for both of us to expose ourselves and be vulnerable. Yeah, massively, and yeah. more for you than me, just yeah. because it's not in your, it's not intrinsic in you to just put everything out there. But you've yeah. done that progressively over the year. And I think mm-hmm. it's making you a stronger person as a result. For sure. So I can't, yeah. I, I, you've got nothing but respect for me and how you operate, who you are, and, yeah, the man you're becoming, man. So Thank congrats. <laughs> and congrats on the the new gig. I'm very excited about it. Very exciting, yeah. I need to come and have a session there. Man. Yeah, yeah, sounds good. Cool. Yeah, yeah. All righty, guys, listen, we're going to wrap this up. So Adapt Nation is all about providing you with the tools and expert knowledge to help you improve and optimize your strength, health, and mindset inside and out. Until next time, I'll speak to you soon. Bye. Cheers, guys. If you enjoy this show, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes. It really helps. And of course, recommend us to any friends or family who you think might also enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. This is Adapt Nation.